0: Support for Veterans Corner on Veterans Corner Radio is made possible by M&M Printing and the Observer News of Ruskin. Hello and welcome to Veterans Corner Radio Podcast's information for and about veterans. For this edition of the podcast, Bill welcomes Andy Marshall, National Commander of the Disabled American Veterans. Commander Marshall is one of us in many ways. His two purple hearts and the disabilities resulting from them led to a 40-year career with the DAV. Prior to his retirement, he was the supervisor of a DAV regional claims office, and he shares many of the insights he gained on the front lines, so to speak. You will learn much from him and be enriched by the valuable information he presents. Here now is Bill Hodges with Veterans Corner Radio on Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts. Welcome to Veterans Corner, a show dedicated to providing information
1: to all those who have served our country's military and to their families. Now, here is your host, newspaper columnist, management trainer, and Air Force veteran, Bill Hodges.
2: Hi, I am Bill Hodges, and this is Veterans Corner Radio. And today we have a great guest. You're going to enjoy listening to him. You might want to write down some of the things that he has to say. So if you have a paper and pencil available, get it out. The other thing is, it's always good if you've got somebody else there in the room with you or in the car, have them listen in to what's going on. We have with us today the Disabled American Veterans, DAV, National Commander, Andy Marshall. Andy, what a pleasure to have you on the program. It's a pleasure to be here and and uh, spread the word about veterans' issues. You know, it's amazing to me. You're a guy with two purple hearts. You didn't learn to duck on the first one? No. Uh, you know they're, they're kind of... They're, Well, the first one, you couldn't duck because it was a friendly fire from uh, one of our own rockets. Oh, my. Not very friendly. No, sir, it wasn't. Upon getting out of the military, you decided to make DAV a career, correct? When I was retired from
1: the military due to the wounds received in Vietnam, I applied for numerous jobs uh, back in my hometown of Huntington, West Virginia. And uh, no one would hire me because of my disability. And uh, finally, someone referred me to the DAV for benefits assistance, and they hired me uh, as an employee in 1975, and I retired as a DAV National Service Officer and Supervisor after 41 years of work.
2: Well, I really think it's important for our audience to know that DAV changed my life. Daryl Kratz, Daryl is one of the greatest guys. He's another vet. And he said, Bill, you've got disabilities and you haven't ever filed for them with the government. And I said, no, it's been too long. He said, no, it's not been too long. You need to file for them now. And that whole process changed my life. So I want my listeners to know if you seen, look at me and you think, boy, I'm gung-ho DAV, yes, I am, because I'm a lifetime member. I took my first government disability check and bought a lifetime membership in DAV. How big is DAV?
1: Just over 1 million members at present time. We're probably one of the smaller veteran service organizations because our criteria for membership is different than most. To be eligible for DAV membership must have a disability as a result of injury or disease while serving in the military. Or the others, uh, you can be a veteran and
2: join some veterans organizations. You know, it's important that people understand, and I think it's you as a service officer can speak to this. So many of the people come to me when I say, you really need to file for this. And they said, well, no, I've got good insurance. I've made a good living. I really, I, I don't know that I should file for it because I'm taking something away from another veteran. That's not true, correct? That is not true. And, and
1: will I have heard that. And it's not uncommon. It still happens, uh, especially for, uh, as you say, people who were able to end their military career, whether serving two years, four years, or 20 or more years. And they had a good job. And and again, I have several t- had tell me what you just said, that I feel like I'm taking away from someone who really needs it. Well, this is an earned benefit uh, that the veteran earned during their period of active military service. It's not something they, they just hand out to anybody. It's an earned benefit. And as a veteran, you should receive the benefits that you earned.
2: Well, you know, one of the people out in California, who called me and told me what happened after they'd listened to Butch Whitehead, the previous commander of DAV, talk about this very issue. They'd been out of the military for 50 years, almost stone deaf because of their position in the military. And they didn't think they could file. But hearing Butch talk about it, now I hope people hearing you talk about it will prompt them to say, whoa, it's not too late. Well, it's never too late. In fact, it even.
1: How do you go beyond? It's never too late. But if a veteran never filed a claim before and dies due to something related to the military service, the widow can receive benefits. Especially these three
2: new presumptive diseases.
1: Yes, the new three uh, are from burn pit exposure. uh, Something that is it may have happened during Vietnam or World War II, perhaps, but nothing like it did post 9-11 veterans, and uh, previously they, they granted some hospital care for some conditions, but now uh, effective August, they're starting to review disability claims for those veterans who were exposed to burn pits, and they have three disabilities, asthma, sinusitis, and rhinitis, and the asthma, of course, would be the most severe of those three. There's a 10-year presumption on those three conditions.
2: Let me go back on that, a 10-year presumption, let's explain that. Some disabilities,
1: VA will grant service connection various ways uh, for disabilities or, or diseases related to military service. And one of the ways is presumption, which means you did not have that disability while serving on active duty, but it occurred afterwards, such as uh, disabilities due to uh, Agent Orange exposure. And now this, this new one is we have 10 years uh, uh, of presumption that if you – come down with one of those three disabilities, not due to other causes. If you develop that within 10 years, the VA will grant service connection if it's not due
2: to other causes or willful misconduct, if you were exposed to burn pits. I think this is an important thing to get across. Even if something is not accepted as one of the presumptive diseases, file a claim anyway, because the people who filed for these things years ago and maybe either passed away or are still on the line, there's going to be a a pretty pretty big payday for some of them.
1: That's correct. A lot of veterans file for disability. We'll use Blue Water Navy veterans. Right. And Agent Orange veterans. A lot of veterans filed for disabilities due to what they believe was due to Agent Orange exposure, diabetes, and heart disease. And the VA, of course, back then denied those claims. And then when the VA finally allowed a presumption uh, service connection for those disabilities due to agent noise exposure. The VA went back and reviewed those claims and granted them retroactively for a year, two years, 10 years or more. So uh, uh, it's, as you said before, it's never too late if someone filed for one of the three burn pit disabilities that they just conceded, they filed for it last year and were denied because it was not a presumptive disability authorized by Congress, the VA is reviewing those cases and they will go back and if they denied it and they had the required service and the required diagnosis, they will uh, grant those disabilities retroactively to the date of the the passage. So as you say, it's never, ever too late to file a claim.
2: You know, the interesting thing that I found is that From a standpoint of a family, particularly the spouse, if one is filed, let's say the guy that says, well, I've got good insurance, I've got money, I don't need it myself. Many of them don't realize if they get 100% that their spouse gets champ VA. And I know you folks have championed that, if you'll let me use that term, along the way, even when he dies. So if he passed away and his insurance goes away because of some reason, there's just a new number of reasons to file.
1: Yes. The VA will pay additional benefits to a veteran who has a service-connected disability, an injury or disease-related to service. And if they're rated 30% or more, they pay him for having spouse and or children, under, uh, children under age of 18 or under age of 23 attending college. Uh, 100% veterans get property tax exemption in Florida. It varies throughout the country, but Florida is a very friendly veteran state. Uh, We get a lot of benefits in in Florida for our veterans. Purple Heart can get college education for children. Property tax exemptions, if the veteran dies as a result of those disabilities, the widow or widow can, can continue that property tax exemption. Some other things that don't seem like much, but it it is uh, uh, when you have to pay for them, such as free
2: hunting and fishing license. Parking at one of the municipal facilities, the airport. Uh, And that's just Florida. I mean, each state, you have to look up what they will do for you. But Florida is very friendly. There's no doubt. in Sure. And if you, uh, I
1: don't know how many people fly out of Tampa Airport. If you stay a week, I mean, you're looking at... uh, close to $200 in parking if you leave your car there. And if you 100% total permit through through uh, the VA in Florida, uh, that parking fees are waived by the Tampa airport and other airports in Florida. How does one file a claim, Commander Marshall? There's several ways to file. A veteran uh, can go online at www.va.gov and they can get something called uh, e-benefits that they have to register for. VA has to authorize and provide a password, and almost all veterans coming out of service now have e benefits. A lot of our World War II and Korean veterans and Vietnam don't have it because of uh, technical issues with computers and not navigating the computer system very well. You can file your claim that way, which I don't recommend because you have no nobody to help you right. do that. You do that on your own. Uh, the preferred way is having a service officer, a knowledgeable service officer sit with you and go over your records and you, from the VA and file your claim. Of course, we recommend DAV. We have uh, a national service office located in St. Petersburg at the VA regional office where all the work is sent. And we have department service officers here in Florida at every uh, VA hospital and clinic, except for community-based ones, of course. And we have chapter service officers who are in the veterans local community where they can go and, and seek assistance with filing their claims. And it's a free service.
2: They can contact DAV and they'll show them where the nearest person they can get help from.
1: Yes, sir. They can call our department headquarters if they can't find it on their own. Phone number is 352 331 And Let's do that again very slowly three five two three three one zero nine four five and they will find you at the end of that line uh, me or someone in this this office and we even we even do that claim service in this office here in Gainesville also uh, but we have a throughout the state of Florida and at VA as I said VA hospitals and clinics free service unlike attorneys ours is free
2: You know, that's so important. There are people from BFW, the American Legion. There are other organizations that will help also. But you guys kind of specialize in this. That's why we were uh, chartered to
1: take care of ourselves. Uh, We are better trained. DEV service officers are better trained than anyone else. In fact, our training program for our national service officers, they can receive college credits by participating and completing our
2: training for our national service officers. We're down to the last minute and a half or so. What haven't I asked you that you feel strongly about that you'd love our listeners to hear?
1: A couple of things. One, as national commander, my main main objective is reducing the number of veteran suicides. That is very, very important nationwide and to me personally. Uh, Us losing 20 to 22 veterans a day to suicide uh, is disgraceful. And unfortunately, the ones that commit suicide, the majority of those do not seek VA health care, which is unfort- unfortunate. And we're very high, uh, price of high priority this past two years on women's veterans issues, especially health care issues that they can receive health care just the same as their male counterparts uh, who they serve with. And they should not have to be told, well, we can't do a mammogram for you because we don't have it. We don't have those things here or we can't put you in a private room uh, anything like that to make these women veterans feel as comfortable as possible in VHA settings. And we are in need of volunteer drivers because we have a transportation program that we transport veterans to and from their healthcare appointments. Since the pandemic, we lost a lot of drivers, but we do need volunteer drivers to help one day a week, two days a week, some volunteer four or five days a week. But if you can donate a day a week to drive a van from uh, Tampa VA hospital to your home, home area or any hospital, any hospital just contact us. It is a thing that is, is really needed at the present time. And one last thing, we have a website on dev.org or a veteran can go on that website. And if they need help painting or doing some yard work Uh, Some minor things that a veteran can help them with. They can register on that website and it will be sent to the local DAV for volunteers to help these veterans do yard work or maintenance or whatever they they may need. I've done that for them. We've taken them shopping. So uh, we need more veterans to help.
2: You know, as a lifetime member, I didn't know that. And a very strong chapter member here in 110 in uh, Florida. But that's a great thing. My guest today has been the commander of the DAV, Disabled American Veterans, Andy Marshall, a 40-year veteran of the DAV, having worked there and now is national commander. Commander Marshall, thank you so much for coming on the show. hope you'll come back. Anytime, and thank you for what you do to our veterans with your podcast. Thank you, and we look forward to meeting you because you're not far from me. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Bill Hodges. This has been Veterans Corner Radio. You're unique, you're special, and you're great. Tell yourself so often because you are, you know. And we'll talk to you again very soon on Veterans Corner Radio.
0: You've been listening to Veterans Corner with your
1: host, Air Force veteran Bill Hodges. The views expressed on this program are those of Bill and his guests and our opinions based on the best available information. In matters of law or governmental regulation, it will always be best to check with the appropriate agency. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us for the next Veterans Corner.
0: Before we go, here's a quick final thought. Why not take a minute to follow or mark Veterans Corner Radio podcasts as a favorite? It's easy, and you'll be among the first to be notified when new episodes of the podcast are released. And thanks for listening to Veterans Corner Radio podcasts.